Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Hi, everyone. This is Father Connolly. And I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And you're listening to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're going to take your kids' questions on God, the faith, and the church and see if we can answer them. So that all of us, all together, can grow in our faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, thank you for this season of Lent, uh, which we've just begun, um, this journey into the desert with you. Um, we know that, like you, uh, we might face temptation. We, we pray for the grace uh, that also, like you, we might reject evil. We might re- say no to the lies of the evil one and, uh, and say a resounding yes to you. So by our devotion, by our sacrifices, by our penance this Lent, Lord, help us to grow closer to you. Uh, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, Father Connolly. Happy Lent. Happy Lent. Yeah, <laughs> Happy Lent. Yeah, is, that well, a, is that the right thing my, to say? My thoughts, exactly. I heard that <laughs> the other day. Someone uh, sort of casually said to me, okay, thanks, Father. Happy Lent. And walked away. And, huh. huh. Not Happy quite the Lent. right greeting. Well, right? that's what you'd think, but... I thought about it some more. I think we could say that, mm-hmm. right? Because we, what are we doing now during Lent? We're trying even more fiercely to grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. That's a happy thing. That is a happy thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we, we realize that we're sinners. We realize that we need his help to, um, to choose him, to choose love, to, to be better Christians, better disciples of Jesus. Um, you know, it is a joyful thing to to do that. We know that there's enough sadness in the world. There's enough sorrow in our lives. That, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he tells us um, in the gospel right when he says, "Don't go about when you fast. Don't go like the the Pharisees, the hypocrites, mm-hmm. and and uh, wash you know. your face." Yeah, he tells yeah. us to wash our face, right? Yeah. Which is ironic because he told us that on Ash Wednesday when we're all going to church to get some dirt smeared on there. Right. But uh, no, but I think God has know. a sense of humor. Oh, he must. He made me. So. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so it is a happy thing to, yeah. to enter into Lent to say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fight for my relationship with God. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's not easy, you know, giving up whatever it is we're giving up or maybe we're adding something. Mm-hmm. Oh, a uh, funny story about that. Um, so, you know, I was just ordained in May. So yes. that means I was in the seminary um, for, for four years, St. Joseph Seminary in Yonkers. Yes. Um, uh, priest school, as it's lovingly called by so mm-hmm. many of our kids. Mm, preschool. <laughs> preschool. Yeah. It kind um, of sounds, if you say it fast, preschool. Oh, <laughs> we have about the same maturity <laughs> level. Um, no, no. So Kidding. My, my pastor... Um, in my home parish, not where I'm assigned here at St. Columba, but in uh, where I grew up, St. Augustine's mm-hmm. in Ossini. Wonderful priest who has been such a great friend to me and, and a mentor. He's taught me so much. I asked him one Lent when I was in the seminary. I said, Father, I'm really struggling. You know what? What should I do for Lent? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me tell you, my first Lent mm-hmm. as a seminarian, mm-hmm. and this was in college seminary. So this was about six years ago. Um I foolishly said to myself, oh, okay, here we go. It's Lent. I'm going to be a priest in six years, God willing. Um, 
I got to, I got to turn it up. I got to really do something intense now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going to give up coffee. Oh no. This Friends, is your story this or is my his story? story? This oh, is okay. my story. This is build up. To okay. <laughs> Friends, don't ever give up coffee That's for Lent. bad oh, choice. Man. Actually, I read something oh, recently gosh. about moms giving up coffee and should not do, do yeah, it if it's going to really mess with your yeah. vocation of cha- caring for your children, yeah. which yeah. I think it would. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I'm on cup number three for today and it's about noon. Mm. Um, so it's a light day. Uh, <laughs> I was told by another priest, um, do not let your penance become a penance for others. I oh, guess I had become a little difficult to be around because I gave up cold turkey, just gave up coffee. Oh, no. And, uh, and I became a little irritable, a little cranky, had mm-hmm. some headaches. Um, and I stuck with it. I truly did. Uh, even to the point of after the Easter vigil at the mm-hmm. seminary, I, I got a cup of that nasty, uh, you know, cafeteria coffee oh, no. and drank it. And it was terrible, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, but I only stuck with it because I was stubborn. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no spiritual growth there. Uh, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that because we all have to grow, right? We, yeah. If we all start off as, uh, you know, Superman in the spiritual life, something's wrong mm-hmm. there. Then, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then start the cause for canonization. Right? <laughs> um, but anyway, this having been the, the prior experience, uh, right. Yeah. I, I said, to, I said, father McSweeney, what can I do? I'm every let, I really struggle with this. So what should I do that will be a good, uh, sacrifice, something fruitful spiritually. Um, but that's not, over the top or, yeah. or, or just arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, cause very often I would get to Lent and I'd have a tough time deciding what to do. Mm-hmm. By the time I actually come up with something, it's um, halfway over, you know, it's, it's Laetare Sunday, the fourth Sunday of, of Lent. Um, and it's almost Easter. So what's going on? I said, Father, please, what, what can I do? And he said, Oh, well, here's what we used to do. Um, a few of us, we 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 gather for morning prayer in the seminary. We all go seven a.m. Be in the chapel. Mm-hmm. We pray the liturgy of the hours. Uh, that's the prayers that a priest or a religious or or any layperson who mm-hmm. wants to. Uh, but we we are obliged to do it um, and and joyfully so. But um, we pray throughout the day to sanctify our day. So we gather for morning prayer mm-hmm. at seven o'clock in the chapel, in the seminary. And he said, so what I did was I would tell myself, okay, I'm going to be the last one out of the chapel. Okay. Um, not just arbitrarily to stay longer than anyone else, but instead of running to that breakfast line, mm-hmm. sort of sacrifice a few minutes of breakfast and give God a few minutes of prayer that oh. I wouldn't otherwise give him. Right. So, Seems rather easy. Yeah. Right. So be the last one in the chapel. Um, but what he then told me what happened, and I, I found it happening myself too, and I, I tried it myself. He said, apparently a few other guys also decided to do this, <laughs> this practice. Oh, no. So at first it's not, not so noticeable. <laughs> um, a week or so in, you realize you're sort of staring each other down as your <laughs> stomachs are rumbling. You know, I'm getting real hungry here. Who's going to break? Who's yeah. going to be the first one out? So, um, just a little, uh, a little vignette for you on, on Lenten penances. It's not, it's not easy, but then again, it's not supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can be joyful and it should be joyful. Sure. 
Um, we don't go about uh, neglecting our appearance like the hypocrites, yeah. as the gospel tells us, um, but rather joyful, grateful yeah. to God for the opportunity to give something up or to give something to him um, during this, this time. You know, I, I want to throw this out there because this is something that I did not know well into my adulthood mm-hmm. is that Sundays are a day off from our penances. Mm, yes. So for any kids out there yeah. who might be listening and my kids enjoyed this yesterday, yeah. which was Sunday, I asked them, I suggested that maybe they should give up dessert for Lent. Oh, wow. Okay. And yesterday we had ice cream cake on ah, Sunday. We celebrated a friend's birthday, yeah. but they were very excited that they could have their dessert. Yeah. So for any kids out there who gave up their chocolate or candy or video games. Or even say, you know, any newly ordained priests in the Archdiocese of New York who happen to uh, be on a podcast right now who might have also <laughs> given that up. You could have had something <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying not to, but I'm not, I'm not going to say I won't because yeah. that Sunday might come where I say, you know what? Yeah. Blessed be God. <laughs> Grab that, that piece of uh, cake or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, well, so what, what about you, Alexandra? What do you, uh, for Lent, have any thoughts about past know, experience or this year? Well, you know, in college I gave up Coca-Cola Ooh. for Lent. I wasn't drinking coffee in college, mm. but I was addicted to soda. Yeah. So I did. I gave up soda, much like your coffee oh. story. <laughs> oh, but I wasn't, I don't think I was quite as irritable as maybe you were. I don't know. I sure hope not. It was actually a really good, <laughs> it was a really good practice for me. And uh, I think it was the first time I actually hung through like the whole Lent yeah. with something I had committed to. Yeah. So um, this Lent's been a little bit more difficult for me. I I didn't want it to be arbitrary. So I couldn't really, I haven't placed my finger on what it is I'd like to give up, but I have committed myself to certain times of prayer. Mm, So I'm trying to increase that more so. That's great. So you see then the the balance too that we can come to. It's not not just about giving something up. That's Mm -hmm. a great way to do it. That's a good way to do Lent, but... uh, uh, we could also really um, do it really well when we're focusing on that prayer, giving that time to God. So um, I also found myself thinking about Netflix. Oh, yes. You bring up Netflix a lot. Yeah. Well, it's it's quite an invention. (laughs) It is. You know, I remember um, back in my day when Netflix was a DVD that came into your mailbox after, you know, waiting a week. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that actually. Yeah. yeah. I just the other day I drove past the storefront that used to be the blockbuster we mm-hmm. would go to. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. That's uh so the old Netflix has gone the way of blockbuster. It's gone, mm-hmm. it's out. Gone. But uh it's one of those things I bring it up a lot because it's the perfect example of a, a something that objectively is a good, mm-hmm. it can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an easy, convenient way to, you know, find a show or a movie or some sort of recreation that, you know, just rest, you know. Um, but it can very easily become something not good. Yeah. And uh, and I'll tell you, I've found that in my own life too, that, um, you know, because it's so easy to find a, a show or something and it's all on there, mm-hmm. you can spend so much time yeah. just 
You know? binge watch episodes and episodes and seasons. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 So how much time then is, is wasted and taken away from not just prayer, though certainly first and foremost time that could be spent uh, praying, but community also yeah time yeah, with being others, with the people around you even if you're watching it with others you're not mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. you know enjoying their company you're just sort of there mm-hmm. um reading right reflecting even just mm-hmm. taking a little time to be quiet um so it's so easy to to just sort of get lost in this these fantasy worlds presented to us by, by something like netflix so um I'll tell you an experience I just had, a fruitful experience of sort of, I decided part of my Lent would be not to give up entirely, um, you know, TV and movies and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, but um, no more just Netflix binging, mm-hmm. you know, because it just takes too much time. Intention- intentionality. Yeah. And so, you know mm-hmm. what I did? I watched a really good movie last okay. night. And it sounds silly, you know, it sounds yeah. like a little thing, but it was a really well done uh, piece of cinematic art. And I was edified by that. There right? you go. So yeah. um, if you're wondering, it's a movie, it's an old movie called The Scarlet and the Black starring Gregory Peck, okay. who plays uh, the Irish priest, uh, Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty. <laughs> and uh, it takes place in the Vatican when, when the Nazis are occupying Rome and it's based oh, wow. on a true story. What's and, the name of it again? Uh, the Scarlet and the Black. Okay. So, um, yeah, if I had just been watching, you know, a bunch of episodes of the, a, a show I've already seen three yeah, times, yeah. I would have missed out on that. So um, it it doesn't have to be extreme, but Lent can be penitential and joyful and and edifying. Great. Um, but we so we're speaking a lot about Lent because it's just started, um, and in fact, our our first question is about the beginning of Lent, it's about Ash Wednesday. Um, so yeah, let me play that that'd be and great. before we, so we don't keep talking. Let's play this. <laughs> Let's play the clip. Hi, my name is Mary and I'm from Massachusetts and I have a question. Why did they, do they put a cross made out of ash on your forehead and what, when did it start to happen? Okay. So her name was Mary. Um, Thanks, Mary. <laughs> thank you, Mary. So why do we put a cross of ashes on our head? Yeah. Great question. Um, it does look a little peculiar, yeah. right? Especially then we're walking around. Um, Alexandra, you can tell me. I, being a priest, we're sort of here in the parish all day. Mm-hmm. So, but do you do you get reactions when you leave the church? Then after you've received ashes, and I mean, do yeah. people sort of look puzzled or? You know, um, not around here and r- around town. I, I think it's pretty commonplace but two years ago um we were in manhattan for ash wednesday we had stayed over as a family we'd done a little outing and um we went to saint patrick's cathedral for our ashes and you know it was i was surprised because i thought everyone including my kids were going to feel a little embarrassed but it was pretty surprising because everybody in the area was walking around with their ashes on so actually what I thought was going to make us feel out of place did not. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, you do get looks yeah. because you still have them on. You know, we were doing touristy things afterwards, and yeah. you know, you get you get a little quizzical looks, but never anything. I've never had anything uncomfortable happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. It it um, 
this practice of putting ashes on our forehead on Ash Wednesday, it's um, it might be a little odd in mm-hmm. in the in the view of the world, but that's kind of why we do it, right? We want to yeah. be witnesses um, that uh, maybe why it wasn't so shocking, right? Even in the city, was because people know on Ash Wednesday that means those people are Christian. Mm-hmm. We know what it means. Um, yeah, uh, and and. You know, to answer this question, I want to call upon um, a video I just saw on YouTube by Father Mike Schmitz. Uh, he's just awesome. This this yeah. priest is so wonderful. He, he explains things so well, and and uh, I'm so grateful for his ministry on social media and all that he does. And, Do you and, have a Father Mike Schmitz impression? I don't know. <laughs> no? Maybe someday. I oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You might want to work on I that. Like to do those impressions. Yeah. yeah. Father Connolly does excellent impressions. So... <laughs> I think we need to work on that mm, one. Yeah, maybe another time. Okay. But <laughs> no, but Father Mike Schmitz had a great video for Ash Wednesday where he talked about this. And that, you know, this goes back even to the Old Testament, this, uh, this practice of in times of sorrow, in times of grief, covering oneself with, with dirt and with ashes. Mm-hmm. The sign of an, an expression of that, that sorrow and grief and all that. Um, and that's what we're experiencing i know we talked a a lot about how joyful we can be in lent but we're also we're sorry right we experience sorrow Mm -hmm. we're sorry for Mm -hmm. our sins Mm -hmm. we know it's a time to repent when uh when the ashes are placed on your forehead you hear either repent and believe in the gospel Mm -hmm. or remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return and so father mike schmitz reminds us that yeah just like those um those ancient practices found in the old testament of covering oneself with with dirt with ashes um in a time of sorrow we we are sorrowful we're sorry that we are sinners we mm-hmm. know we're sinners we need to repent and believe in the gospel right. we need to remember that we're dust and to dust we shall return um and so that's what the ashes call to mind um but we put it in the shape of a cross we do Right. And that was the right. second point right. of his. Yeah. yeah. He, he has this great quote in his video. He says, the ashes say that I'm a sinner, mm-hmm. but the shape of the cross says that I have a savior. Right. The ashes say I'm a sinner. The shape of the cross says that I have a savior. The whole point of this Lenten practice, the whole point of of entering into the, the desert of Lent for 40 days, it's all about encountering Jesus, following Jesus, mm-hmm. who loves us so much that he would enter into the desert himself, be tempted himself, die for our sins himself, yeah. and ultimately rise to bring us with him into perfect communion with God in heaven one day. Uh, certainly pray for that. Um, so yeah, we recall that we're sinners, but we also recall that we're beloved children of God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we belong to God. We have a Savior who loves us more than we can possibly imagine. So, yes, it's an ancient practice of, of you know, uh, dirtying up our face when, when we're sorry. But uh, it doesn't stop there. Not for us, anyway. Like Father Mike said, um, the ashes say that I'm a sinner. The shape of the cross says I have a Savior. So that's Ash Wednesday. And then, uh, you know... We all go home and wash our faces. Wash our face again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to clog those pores too bad. Um, Okay, Mary. Thank you very much for that question. Um, And we're going to follow up with 
a question from, do you know who it's from? I think I do. Yeah. It's <laughs> from my middle child, John. Um, he had a question about why we do a particular thing um, in church. So let me play that and um, we'll go from there. Hi, my name is John. I'm six years old and I'm from Hopewell Junction, New York. And why do they use the incense and when do they use the incense? <laughs> Father Connolly, I don't know the answer to this. Ooh, I'm good looking thing forward I do. to finding <laughs> out, actually. Yeah. All right. As I sit here drinking my coffee from a, a cup that says I, I heart, heart incense. incense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. People know their priests very well. Um, John, thanks, buddy. That's a great question. Why do we use incense and when? Um, so how about the why first, huh? We, um, we offer to God our prayers in that smoke. That comes out of it's called the thurible, right? Something mm -hmm. you might it, the little bowl-looking thing that that the incense is in. Um, so we put a hot coal in there, and it gets all all uh, all gray, and that's when you know you're ready for. Mm -hmm. I'm pr I'm preparing you for you to, first time as an altar boy, John. <laughs> <laughs> you th then throw some incense on top of that, and it starts yeah. smoking, right? Yeah. So um, and then that's when you get uh, some parishioners start to cough. But, <laughs> I Trust like me, it. everyone's like going to be okay. Yeah. If I can have it pluming into my own face yeah. and not cough, you know, we're all going to be okay. I mm -hmm. promise. But um, yeah, so w the the smoke ascending, rising up mm -hmm. um, heavenward represents our prayers, that we unite our prayers with that smoke. We offer them up to God who is in heaven. And, uh, and we also pray that like the incense that we use uh, smells so good we pray that our prayers may be a, you know a sweet smelling aroma to god that he might love to hear our prayers that he might delight in our prayers and and uh, and rejoice to receive our prayers just as we delight in the that aroma of the incense at mass um when do we use it yeah we use it at the well i'm going to tell you when we can use it okay because we don't have to use it at all these times and mm -hmm. we um, and many times you won't see it at all, right. but sometimes you'll see it and maybe, uh, certain parts of, anyway, <laughs> it can be used from the very beginning in the procession into the church, right? So when the servers are, are coming in with cross and candles, there can be another altar server carrying incense right in front of the cross, hmm. uh, leading that procession. Then, uh, we can use it. When uh, you ever notice how the priest and the the deacon they kiss the altar? Yes. So right after kissing the altar, um, which by the way, the altar itself represents Christ Himself. Mm -hmm. So that's why we we reverence the altar during Mass. Um, we also, if we pass by the tabernacle during mm -hmm. Mass, we'll bow to the altar. Yeah, the I have noticed that, and I've always wondered that. Yeah. So yeah. The, the altar is. Um, upon which we're offering this sacrifice here and now we, we focus our attention there. Uh, after we kiss the altar, we can incense mm -hmm. the altar, right? Uh, here I'm, I'm using the word as a verb as well. Can right? you do so, that? Yeah. <laughs> incense you, it. Yeah. yeah. So we, we joked in the seminary that, um, <laughs> our, our professor of liturgy, he would say, so at this point, 
as deacons, you will incense the priest, but please don't incense Incense. the priest. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, a little uh, double meaning there. Uh, Nerd alert. Yes, Um, (laughs) that's okay. John, that means don't make the person angry. Right, right. we also can use the word incense. So don't incense your mother. All right, John, you don't want to... Frustrate and make her angry. (laughs) That's what he's saying. It has two meanings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we can incense the altar. We we swing the thurible uh, around the altar um, as well as then um, at the offertory time, we do the same thing. So after the gifts of bread and wine have been brought up um, and after... Uh, before the priest washes his hands and says, wash me, Lord, my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. Mm -hmm. Before that, you can uh, incense the altar again. Mm -hmm. And then the priest can hand the incense to the deacon who will incense you, right? Who will incense me. Um, and, uh, And then even the people. Sometimes you see them come around and then everyone stands up and you bow to each other and he swings that incense and, um, all about our prayers rising up to God, right? And, and and gathering our prayers together and reverencing and respecting and cherishing each other and, and God. And um, one final time as well, when we're celebrating a funeral, mm-hmm. uh, all the same as any other mass, but at the end, the final commendation, when we're sending our beloved uh, deceased home, at the end of the mass, we go and, and we we incense that person's body. We go around the casket and, um, again, a way of offering that person's soul to God. Um, so that's a little bit about why and when we use incense. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really see it that often. So is there right. is there generally some holy days or certain certain days where you would always use it? Yeah. So you might uh, you might hear about this liturgical uh, theory or practice, if you will, of progressive solemnity. Mm-hmm. So that's when we recognize that certain days are more solemn, a, li- a little more, um, not holier. Every single Mass is an absolute miracle and just the most awesome, incredible thing that anyone can do in this life. Um, and that goes from in the little mission village chapel in, in the Caribbean to um, the uh, papal mass in St. Peter's, you mm-hmm. know, in Rome. That, um, but nonetheless, there's an order to the way in which we celebrate. So a regular Tuesday morning, you know, parish mass, we're not going to break out all of the the trappings the way we would for, say, a Sunday or a feast day. Mm-hmm. So um, generally, we wouldn't experience something like incense at a regular old daily mass or even sometimes uh, priests won't use it on a Sunday, um, but it would be more appropriate for us to do that mm-hmm. on a Sunday or on a feast day that doesn't fall on a Sunday Okay. Um, to, to recognize the greater solemnity of that day. Okay. All right, buddy. I hope that answers your question. Um, we really appreciated both questions today. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for lots more questions. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking about something and you want our feedback, send us a, an email or rather record a, a voice memo and you can use, use that on your, do that on your phone, 
stumbling over my words right now <laughs> on your phone on a laptop do a voice recording and email us at raising saints podcast at gmail.com and we have had a couple of write-in questions so feel free to email us a write-in question if you're a little too shy to record it but we would love to hear your voice and actually hear the question from you so let us know what you're thinking yeah thanks again uh for these great questions and like Alexandra said, we look forward to more. And both of us wish you a very blessed Lenten season. Happy Lent. Yeah. <laughs> Happy, Lent, Happy Lent, everyone. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>